Welcome to the Bad Boss Journal, the dope podcast where you can anonymously say exactly what you think about your bad boss, toxic work environment, and find out how to handle it. Welcome to Bad Boss Podcast. My name is Michelle. And I'm Ava. We thought we would kind of start off our podcast by sharing our own stories. Absolutely. And and do we have stories? <laughs> we do. Uh, it's funny because I'm kind of the type of person who doesn't really try to like so focus on like me in the sense that like if I get angry, I always backtrack and I'm like, wait, am I really the person who like deserves to be angry or did I do something wrong? I don't know. Maybe it's because I just had like a toxic childhood. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm always like second guessing myself and trying to be like that outsider perspective. Cause you know, I always grew up with that, you know, I, I don't know who said it to me first, but somebody told me there's your version, the other person's version, and then the truth. So I always assume I'm wrong, <laughs> you know? Uh. Yeah. No, I, I get, I get the same thing. Like, but I think maybe you're like me in that, it takes you, it takes a lot for you to be angry. So when you get there, you're, you have to question yourself because you're like, where are these feelings coming from? Did I, are they made up from inside my head or something actually mm. happening? No, I feel like Ava, you are way nicer than I am. Um, I know I come off as being very like bubbly and personality, po- you know, like positivity. And the, I like, I'm so, I get angry like that. Like I'm an Aries, right? So I am, oh. I am the literal definition of an Aries. Like okay. I am just a ball of fire waiting to ignite out, you know? You're like um, my mom. I have to hold her back. I'm like, no, I don't need to go talk to the postman about this issue. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. Um, since, you are one of the brainchilds for this podcast. Why don't you share your story first? Sure. So um, my bad boss journey, if you will, most recently um, started about three years ago. And I had it, it was actually, I was getting a new boss. So they were changing out in, a, in my company. And the new boss that was coming in was actually junior and seniority to me. And so I made it, I made it a purpose to talk to him before he arrived to explain, Mm -hmm. Hey, I have no ambitions to do your job or usurp your authority. I've got my role. You've got your role and I'm here to support you. Um, Lo and behold, he arrived and completely paid no attention to my sort of olive branch. And personally, it seemed took it as though I was trying to undermine him. So I got literally zero communications over a two year period of time. I probably received maybe three emails. Um, There was no, yeah, there was no um, feedback on my job. And when it was, it was like surprise impromptu. And he brought, he would schedule a meeting through another division chief to sit down with me to talk about these things. Wow. Um, so it was really bad to the point that he went on vacation. He didn't tell me about it, though I was in charge of the office. And he didn't email me until he was already three countries away at the airport. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you trying to give him an olive olive branch was like he took it as, oh, this woman is coming to me. And drawing a line in the sand and saying, don't come here. You know, like, it's almost like, he yeah, it was, it was very it weird. And 
Yeah, so it it did seem like that. In fact, um, his boss would give me praise for filling in when he was gone. And instead of him taking that as a positive notch for him and for our whole team, mm. he would take it as I was trying to usurp his authority and go behind his back. Oh, yep. Sounds about right. So I ended up actually having like the lowest performance report ever um, in like 25 year career under him to the point where it was over, it took over six months of like arbitration, not directly with me. He had to go through another um, senior level for it to be even finalized. So it was pretty bad. So how did that, like, I mean, how did you get out of that? Like, did you end up just having to change careers or move? So I had to rotate. So literally I had to rotate out of the office that I was in to a new office. And that was the only way I got away from that situation. Because he was even, even when he was gone, he was telling the people that he supervised that would then have to report to me while he was gone. He was telling mm-hmm. them not to take my authority. So then I would have to what? go to, yeah. So I would have to go to his boss's boss and be like, hey, I need you to ask these people to do this thing because they've been told without my knowledge that they're not to do anything that I say. And when you did that though, like what did the, your boss's boss say? Like, so when they was, knew this was happening in a sense. Yeah. So it was very toxic even at their level. So t- to me, they would tell me that they didn't trust him, all about his personal problems that were affecting his work and all this negative feedback about him, but they would never tell him directly to his face. Mm. So it left me bearing the brunt of all of the sort of negativity from him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're out of it now, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could, it could have been definitely worse. And I think, sadly, I think the pandemic slightly helped the situation the last mm. year um, because we had to be socially distanced and our office were so small that we mm-hmm. were never in the office at the same time. So I think that was sort of like a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like that definitely – I feel like a lot of people can relate to that sense of like – while the while COVID is not ideal, while it has a you know abruptly disrupted all of our lives, or worse, you know there are some things that people do benefit from in the case of work, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that they're trying to force people back, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I I have several friends who are like, I am trying not to ever go back and actually retire within the next two years, not to go back to work. And it's so funny how they're like, oh, no, people want to come back. I'm like, who would want to come back? Like, it's funny because I was on TikTok the other day and they were making fun, like a person was making fun of this. They're like, hey, guys, we're we're opening our offices again. I know you've been missing us so much because you really enjoy the, you know, the face to face interactions. And then this person pans to them and they're like, yay to monthly pizza parties and you know, people just being toxic around you and yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When all my stuff can be done at home. Also wearing uncomfortable clothes. I mean, who does not enjoy working in their pajamas? I'm just saying. Girl, I've been pantless this whole time. Okay. (laughs) I have been pantless and I've been loving it. (laughs) I dig it. Uh, So So Michelle, I used, you said you've had a bad boss experience. Is there anyone you'd like to share? 
Yeah. Um, well, I'm of an entrepreneurial nature. So I've, I've eventually ventured out and I was like, you know what? I'm good. Like, you know, I, cause I grew up in like, um, an entrepreneur, entrepreneur family. So like, uh, but like, you know, during my earlier years, I was going out and getting these jobs and trying to make money and all this other stuff. And I, I didn't want to work for my parents because, you know, my they dad were. was like the, <laughs> the epic worst boss, <laughs> you know, he was like, oh my gosh, so overbearing. So like type A and expecting everybody to work at his speed. And, you know, and he's also like really old school, like, you know, kind of like that boomer mentality, if you will. Mm. I don't know if people would be offended by that, but, um, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you know what you are, (laughs) but, uh, uh, so yeah, but I would say the biggest one, the most epic one was when this was in my early twenties and I had joined a construction company and no, I was not putting up construction, but like I worked in the office setting. Right. And Mm -hmm. it was this company that worked with new homes and they would do like portions of the new home. When I initially started, it was because somebody recruited me and they were like, hey, we have this opening. I think you'd be really good for it. Uh, You should come work for us. And I should have asked more questions, but I was young. I was naive, whatever. And I went in. And I'm like um, one of those people that really goes full out when I work for a place. I was learning everything really fast. And they were like, oh my, oh my gosh, like how awesome. Like you're so fast at, you know, you're, you're so fast at this. Like you're so good, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I basically rose up from like just doing like the most basic things for that company and then learning how to actually bid and price things out. And then I ended up starting to work directly like for the boss. And the boss was like initially really good. He left me alone and all that. But then he had his, I don't know what to call her because she wasn't really, they didn't have a name for her, but she was basically like his secretary in a way, okay, like his yeah. assistant. Yeah. Um, and I kind of worked just under them. So she was essentially my boss or she thought she was my boss. That's right. how it went. Um, yeah. She had no real job title, but they would call her like an executive assistant sometimes. And sometimes they would call her like, you know, the the CEO secretary or whatever. But like, she just kind of was everybody's boss in a weird way. Yeah. Um, and then as my hierarchy in the company, because it's a really small company, like as it grew, the more I started to see the nitty gritty of what was actually going on. And it turned out that the boss who owns multiple locations. So he would rarely be there. And he was very like outgoing and like very personable. He kind of reminded me of my dad, you know, Mm. Um, the way he talked and all that. And we're from the same cultural background. So I was like, oh, I get that, blah, blah, blah. It turns out that the secretary woman is his lover in the nighttime. Um. And, And so like the more I would start to see their relationship and then other people would start to tell me certain things And then I started getting, like, really uncomfortable with the situation, right? Yeah. And then, like, as I'm getting, like, higher up, you would assume you would, as the responsibilities grow, you'd get make, you'd make more money. And Mm -hmm. I was essentially getting paid $12 to $14 an hour at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Starting off at a basic level, getting paid that, no problem. And then, like, I just keep getting these like more responsibilities. Like they opened up a, like a realtor business because of the construction. They're like, Oh, this is an extra thing we're going to do. And we're opening it up in this town here. So we're all going there. And I went there, I was helping them set up doing all of these things. And like, now it's like 
a whole it's a whole different gig, right? And yeah. nope, same hourly pay and there and that is when my work ethic starts to go, like deteriorate. Yeah. Like yeah. I am the person who will give you 110%, but once things start to change and things don't align with that change, then I kind of zone out. Like I'm like, yeah. mm, I'm doing the limit that I need to be doing. I basically forced myself to get fired because I couldn't <laughs> quit. Wow. Like I'm the type of person who can't just quit. Yeah. I don't know why. No, do you, I do you get I'm, that? I'm the same exact right? way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started to basically try to do things to get fired because I just didn't want to be there anymore. Oh my gosh. Like ugh, it was so rough too, because she would always be there and do certain things and it would gross me out just because this woman's like in her mid forties, the guy's in his fifties. And then it turns out her husband is like, disabled um, like he got sick yeah. and he was like an at home sick for some serious illness and then this is happening and like just my integrity and the ethics and all of that just oh it was so cringy and so I basically just stopped trying and after a while I think she got that like she got that I didn't want to be here anymore and she was like you know what I think we'll let you go and you know this and that and the other thing and I was like okay cool Bye. Yeah. And I left and I was just like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh, now what's funny. As soon as you said about um, the lady, it reminded me of another situation where I kind of had that where my boss was like, basically had a great reputation, like really well known in the mm -hmm. company. Random people would ask, they're like, oh, you work with such and such. And then come to find out, um, Basically, also, the assistant in our office, I slowly began to learn, like, start to see things and figured out that they were having an affair. Because I couldn't figure out why the boss's wife, like, never talked to her or was, like, always mm. really mean to her. But she was fine with me. And then as soon as I started to figure out and then they started to figure out that I knew what was going on, mm -hmm. and my boss started treating me differently, like... Like before he was like really like praising me for my work mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he was like questioning what I was doing. And so he finally like transferred away, but I was like, so like, like you said, cringy, like stuff they would do. And like, once you start to see those things, you just, mm -hmm. you feel dirty about it. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's like, it's worse when, so by the way, I think I was like 19 now that I, and backtracking. Oh, wow. So I was 19, you know, yeah. I, I've never been in a relationship until the month before I quit there, by the way. Wow. Never been in a relationship. Right. And then I'm hearing from these 40 mid forties, yeah. 50 year old people, these stories of what they caught them doing and yeah. why the, the wife is in charge of the other location. And he, so they kind of like drew an invisible line cause she already knows about the situation, oh but she's not willing to divorce because you know, then yeah. the money gets really messy. Yeah. Um, so they just decided this is the way they're going to live their lives. They're going to just like, you know, it's just a paper marriage, right? Yeah. Just a legal marriage. And they're just going to keep to their lines and you stay on that territory. I stay on this territory and you know, we're just going to, you know, yeah. pretend to be good. Yeah. I think that's, you lose your naivete. Like, I think, I think that's what happens. Like, you, yes. I think you, you kind of, especially him as being a successful businessman, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain esteem and like, 
putting him up on a pedestal a bit that you do because you're like, oh, he's worked this hard to make, have these right. accomplishments. And then you find yeah. out these other things and you're like, it makes you question what you believe to be true about people. Right? Oh my gosh. You are so spot on because I just had this conversation with my husband actually yesterday because I feel like be- when you see certain people doing certain things you start to almost stereotype that group in a sense of like, for example, we were specifically talking about wealthy people, right? Mm -hmm. And there Mm -hmm. is this notion that wealthy people are horrible or entitled or all the, and and I have actually met wealthy people who are genuinely really sincere, really giving and really grateful for the opportunities that they were given because, and how, of course they worked their butts off and all that. But like, there are people who are not like that, but then we see certain things or we see it in media. And then that's what we automatically assume. And we're just like, oh, well, I can't become wealthy now because that, (laughs) right. Or like, I can't become like a sexual, see, like all successful CEOs are this or sociopaths or whatever, because we read something felt, you know, saw something were personally witness to something, you know? So it is interesting how that type of stuff really does kind of ruin you in a sense. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. And I think, I think it's partially to like, you made me think of, I watch a lot of the crime programs and stuff like Mm. that. And I think a lot of those paint wealth as the you know the crux of you know how these tragedies happen in these people's lives right um we'll see in other media you know successful ceos you know oh they're having these affairs or they have these you know secret lives so they're not so their reputations get tarnished and so you know we kind of put them in those stereotypes okay you can't be a happy like trustworthy person and be wealthy at the same time Right, right, totally. That's so interesting to think about. All right, I guess we'll leave it here for today and um yeah. we'll check back in with some other people. Um hopefully by next episode we'll have somebody on who can share their story with us. So tune in next time for another bad boss story. Thanks for joining. Do you have a bad boss experience you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, thebadbossjournal.com, to submit your story. You can also support our show by checking out our merch and more on our website. Thank you so much for listening to The Bad Boss Journal.